0: Now, I can't remember where I heard this or where I read it. It might have actually been when you were on Dancing with the Stars, but uh, you had gone through something pretty traumatic as a child. You were in an accident that kind of changed everything for you.
1: Yes. um, I got hit by a car when I was eight, and the car was going 75 miles an hour. And it hit me. um, Our driveway was down at the bottom of two very steep hills on you know, what Missourians understand, like the windy country roads. And,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, so it was a neighbor of ours and she was flying into town and she came over that hill and I had, I was trying to cross the road to get the mail. Well, I say to get the mail, but I really have no memory of what I was doing or why I was down there. Um, and yeah, so it hit me on my left side, broke both my legs and both my arms. And I was in the hospital for six weeks after that. then for a couple of years, was in a wheelchair with casts on my legs.
0: It's terrible. And so you're wheelchair-bound as a child for a while, a long while, really. So what impact did that have on you going forward?
1: Yeah, I mean, I had so many people come visit me and, you know, say, um, you're so lucky, you know, somebody was really looking out for you. And it definitely put me in a place of real intimacy with God because I knew that. I mean, I was like, I knew how lucky I was to be alive because of the injuries that I sustained and the pain that I was in and the fear and, you know, PTSD that I went through all of it. I mean, so I know that it affected me a lot in both positive and negative ways, but um, just knowing knowing that I lived through that i knew that you know there's a purpose for for my life and that you know god truly did save me from that i mean you know, you you could die easily from getting hit by a car going 20 miles an hour mm-hmm. and and i didn't die i mean it was just crazy going 75 miles an hour and so i've always had a real like optimistic you know, attitude. And I think it just made me, I don't know if I was born with that optimism or if the car accident did that, but it just made me super competitive and want to make the most out of my life.
0: It explains your drive for sure, because if you can overcome that, Mm -hmm. you could do anything you set your mind to, which you've pretty much done.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was extremely, extremely, you know, painful and, and such a burden on my family who were poor farmers and, you know, the hospital bills alone. I mean, it was just
0: unbelievable.
1: And, and I had to spend a lot of time in the hospital alone, you know, at eight years old because my parents had other kids and jobs and the farm and all of that. And so that taught me a lot too about, you know, not to be scared and relying on, on God to get me through.
0: Well, I'm glad everything ended up working out. I'm very sorry that you had to go through that because, obviously, it was a very traumatic time for you, especially as an 8-year-old child.
1: Yes, and I talk about it in detail in the memoir, so... When that comes out in September, everybody can read, read about it, and, and you, it'll make you cry, so just be ready. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, with with everybody who comes on, Sarah, I like to talk about their music and, and what their favorite song is that they recorded. Um, I've got a list of, in front of me of just all your singles. We don't have time to read them all, but um, is it one of your more popular hits, or do you have another song in mind that uh, that's your favorite that you've done?
1: You know, um, I always love Real time Place to Start um that was written by Rodney Foster and George Ducas and that song has it's a long story and we don't have time to go into it right now but it's also in the memoir but that song came about came to me in a, a special way but I love performing that song to this day there's something so cool about it and it's very sexy and I love uh love songs that are up tempo and so I would I would probably say I love performing that one the most but I'm the most grateful, probably, for Suds in the Bucket, because that just catapulted, you know, my career. Um, mm-hmm. But they're all like babies. I love them all.
0: You know, every time I hear Suds in the Bucket, a certain TV show comes to mind for me, and you probably know what I'm talking about. I'm watching American Idol one time, and somebody's singing it might have been Kelly Pickler. I don't even know who it was.
1: It was. Was well, it Kelly been Pickler? A lot of people that have sung that song on American Idol. But yeah, Kelly's the most
0: famous. Okay, and then Simon Cowell just like rips the song to shreds. And everybody who loves country music is just like, screw this guy. I mean, you talk about a guy who just doesn't understand country music.
1: Right. (laughs) Yeah, what an elitist.
0: Yeah, yeah. Go back to England. I, I just wanted to know what you thought about that because surely you uh, you heard about it at the time.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I had a million calls that night. <laughs> in tech, um, but I didn't see it live, so I've never heard what Simon said about it. But I can only imagine. And he, you know, it's his job to be dramatic, sure. to be critical. So. You know, he he would probably love the song if he heard the real version.
0: Oh, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> and it was such a huge hit. Obviously, that's why she chose it. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's a great song. I mean, it's so well written and it's funny. And it's not every day that you come across a funny song like that that also is smart, you know.
0: Did that song, do you feel like that's the song that kind of took you to that next level to make you one of the top stars in country at the time?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Sure seemed that way. And the last thing I have for you, Sarah, would be who else from that time, like late nineties, early two thousands, other artists I'm talking about, did you enjoy um hearing from or, or working with?
1: I loved um I always loved the Dixie Chicks music. And I thought they were incredible. Um You know, like Ready to Run and Cowboy Take Me Away. Um, And a lot of those songs were written by my friend Marcus Hummond, who wrote Born to Fly with me. So I loved their music. I loved, um, you know, uh, one of my favorite albums around that time was Martina McBride's Emotion. Um, Great album. Yeah, great album. I love Keith Urban. I love Rascal Flat. There was a lot of incredible music in that time.
0: I can definitely hear some of the similarities between the Dixie Chicks then, and and you, especially when you say the songwriters kind of overlapped. So uh, mm-hmm. it, it makes sense now that I hear that. So
1: Yeah, you can always pick out a Marcus Hummin' song. Yeah. Sure.
0: Well, Sarah, I sure appreciate you coming on. Again, the album, it's Copy That. It's out uh, May 15th, so it's available now. Download that um, wherever you download music. Or if you still go into the store and buy music, it'll be available that way, too. You can get vinyl copies as well. Was there anything else that you'd like to add, Sarah? Anything I might have missed? No, that's
1: we've covered a lot. Thank you so <laughs> much.
0: We sure have. And you've been very gracious with your time. Thank you again for coming on the Honky Tonk Time Machine. And good luck with the new album.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it.